The following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Welcome everybody to episode 6 of the WrestleGeddon Podcast. Yes, it is me, it is me, it is at H-E-A-T, back once again invading your ear holes with some more wrestling goodness. So we're going to jump right into the news this week. Um, kind of a new format here, I'm going to do news first, and then jump into um, what I thought about Raw and SmackDown, and then we'll get into the rest of the stuff. So big news coming out this week. The NWA, yes, folks, the National Wrestling Alliance is returning to TV. Their first set of tapings from Atlanta on September 30th and October 1st. There's no word yet on the location of where the tapings are being held or when it will air. But yes, this is, like I said last week, an amazing time to be a professional wrestling fan. We truly are entering a boom period with so much wrestling that's coming back to TV or just local wrestling, everything in general. There's as a wrestling fan, there's access to so much stuff, and it's it's very exciting, especially in this time to be a wrestling fan. Um, I haven't been this excited since you know back in the day when you know back in the '90s with WCW, WWE, and ECW, um, watching those three major promotions. But now I'm getting even more out of what WWE, AEW, NWA, Ring of Honor, um, of course, you know WWE's NXT, so much stuff. Uh, Impact Wrestling, New Japan, there's so much content, MLW, all this stuff like at our fingertips that we can watch and we have access to on a daily basis, and it's just absolutely amazing, and I'm very excited. Um, even more exciting news, uh, coming out of AEW, their first TV taping, they will crown their first women's champion. Um, also, they have announced the cities for the second and the third uh, TV shows, which will be Boston on October 9th and Philly on October 16th. So looks for some great wrestling for them shows and a great wrestling crowd, especially in that Philly area. That Philly crowd is going to be nuts for this AEW event. Um, but that's pretty much all I've got for the news. But I'm going to end the news segment here with a trivia question. So each week, what I'm going to start doing is asking a trivia question. Um, then the following week, I will give you the answer to that question before I ask the new question. So this week, with SummerSlam coming up this weekend, I decided why not do a SummerSlam trivia question. So if you want to answer the question, or if you just want to wait until next week, but you can answer the question if you think you know, you can email me at askwrestlegeddon at gmail.com. Just put in the subject line, episode 6, trivia answer. And then we'll go from there. So it should be pretty cool. I'm not giving away any prizes or anything. This is just for fun. Um, we'll see maybe someday it'll evolve into something else. Um, as you know, my listener base grows, but we'll see where it goes from there. Um, so with that being said, here is this week's trivia question and it's a two parter. So here we go. Um, at the 1990 SummerSlam, the heart foundation versus demolition match was decided in, and your choices are a steel cage, a two out of three falls match or no count out. So that's your first part of the question. Second part, in that very same match, who interfered? Your choices are the Legion of Doom, Money Inc., or the Nasty Boys. So, and again, I will give you the answer to those questions next week during our housekeeping segment. And 
I will also ask you the trivia question for the following week. Uh, if you want, you can email, like I said, your answer to at your answer to askwrestlegeddon at gmail.com. Subject line, episode six, trivia question. So, boom, there we go. That is your new segment for the week. Um, not a whole lot going on outside of the NWA resurgence uh, for TV and All Elite Wrestling's announcements. Uh, so, let's get into... Um, my takes on Raw and SmackDown before we get into this weekend's wrestling festivities with Summer Supercard, TakeOver Toronto, SummerSlam. We'll get run down the matches on those and my predictions. Um, but let's get into the Raw real quick. Um, you know, this is how we do it. Raw comes around. Raw and SmackDown. We're going to go through my match of the night, the segment of the night, and my disappointment of the night. Um, this week, it's kind of multiples for some of them, so we'll run through them real quick, and then we'll get into the, the fun stuff with the predictions and everything else for the event. So here we go. Raw. Match of the night, Ray versus Andrade. Fantastic matchup. Anytime these two guys get in the ring and lock up, it's, you're in for a treat. Um, of course, it's the second week in a row that Andrade has gone for Ray's mask, So, but it was a, uh, it was a fun matchup nonetheless, and I really hope that if there is another draft after SmackDown, or not after SmackDown, after SummerSlam, like they've been alluding to, or the rumors that I've seen have been happening, I really hope that somehow Ray and Andrade end up on the same show, just so we can see more of them. I know they had a little bit of a run when Ray had come back, but I think there's still so much more that they can do with the two of these guys, especially if there's a title involved or something like that. Um, segment of the night, actually two of them. Uh, Miz TV with the return of Goldberg. Um, Goldberg still got a pretty good pop, um, as did Michaels. And it was a pretty cool segment the way it was set up. You know, we were teasing Miz and Dolph Ziggler. And then we get the old uh, rope-a-dope, and we get switched to potentially Miz and HBK. But nope, we get, not Miz and HBK, Dolph and HBK. But then, you know, Michael says, hey, it's not me that signed the contract. And boom, Goldberg's music hits. Crowd goes nuts. Here comes Goldberg down to the ring. And then the segment with Dolph running out of the ring when Goldberg hits the ring. Goldberg signs a contract and yells, you're next to Ziggler. So, um, yeah, the segment was cool. I don't know how much the match is going to be. Um, we'll get into that when we go into the SummerSlam preview. But um, other segment of the night was the 24-7 title um, with Maria's OBGYN appointment. Now, the 24-7 stuff is hilarious. It's great, and it's fun entertainment. But the thing that cracks me up is, like, the majority of these doctors, doctor segments that they do, if they're not in, like, the training room or, like, any type of segment like this where it's, like, an office, if it's not set in an actual office or something... It's always like the cheesiest setup, and, it, and it's so corny. It's like out of like a like an '80s porn movie, and it's freaking hilarious. So there's just a curtain hung up in the background behind some chairs with a picture hanging on it, and like an actual wall with some chairs in front of it with like people sitting there. Uh, so Maria and Mike go into the appointment. They go through like you know Mike's trying to give Maria a massage and all this stuff. She tells him you know stop it you're making me uncomfortable all this other stuff so mike goes in to give her a hug and maria's like oh this is nice this is nice turns out that their doctor is the female ref from nxt i cannot remember what her name is but uh, she counts three mike wins the title runs out the room um just to can be confronted by r-truth and carmella who are both sitting on the couch where mike and maria were uh with r-truth and drag and maria or um carmella dressed as a dude so <laughs> You see um, R-Truth get up, 
and he's got like a little belly on him and he's like oh my water just broke and out comes this baby doll and he throws a baby at mike rolls him up for the one two three uh grabs the 24 7 title looks at mike and goes you got your baby and i got mine and takes off running so just freaking hilarious with the 24 7 stuff um and i really hope to see some stuff coming into this weekend with um with SummerSlam. Uh, disappointment of the night, uh, the Viking Raiders versus some more jobbers. I'm really getting sick of the Viking Raiders just taking on these unknown teams. Um, I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to build them up to be like these massive monsters, um, which is stuff that they've done before with Authors of Pain and the Ascension. Like after a while, it's going to get to the point where like, yes, we know what they can do in these short matches they are impressive things like this, but Give us more opponents like Hawkins and Ryder where they're actually going to get some offense in and put on a decent match. Like, There's not any reason why we can't have have the Viking Raiders going up against Hawkins and Ryder more often, the Revival, the New Day, like teams like this, just to get some better matches out of them. Can you think of the possibility of the Viking Raiders taking on the Usos and what a fantastic matchup that's going to be when that actually happens? But yet we're still regulated to the Viking Raiders versus a couple of scrawny-ass white dudes or whatever, scrawny-ass jobbers in the ring that really ain't doing shit but just taking finishers and, like, big power moves. So it's kind of it's kind of getting tiresome right now, and it's probably, like, one of the biggest things that I'm not looking forward to when I watch Raw. And I love the Viking Raiders. You know, I've been following them since I saw them in Ring of Honor. They're a great tag team. They're athletic. They're strong. Big dudes. And they can deliver when push comes to shove. And honestly, I don't think they're getting that type of treatment right now. It's just, okay, let's put these two big guys in the ring and have them squash a couple scrawny dudes. So, yeah, that's this is my disappointment of the night for Raw. Uh, SmackDown match of the night, Dolph versus Ali. Fantastic matchup. Um, great, back and forth, great back and forth action between the two of them. Pretty much anything you would expect any time that these two are in the ring. So... It's just, it's just fantastic. Um, segment of the night. Again, I've got two for this one. Um, Charlotte and Trish, their back and forth was just fantastic, and it just shows that um, how good Charlotte actually is on the mic. Um, Trish wasn't bad at all. I know she's a little rusty when it comes to that, but, I mean, it was a great segment, and it really set further into their match going into SummerSlam, even though they've only had like a couple weeks to build this between the two of them. But I still think we're going to get a stellar matchup between the two of them. Um, other segment of the night had to involve Roman Reigns and Buddy Murphy. Uh, basically, Roman beat down Murphy until he told him what he knew about being about the scaffolding or whatever, rigging falling on him, the quote-unquote forklift, forklift accident um, that happened last week's SmackDown. Uh, Murphy said, you know, he had nothing to do with it, but he did see Rowan walking around afterwards, but didn't see Daniel Bryan. So all this was going on while Daniel Bryan and Rowan were in the ring after, you know, beating Kofi and um, are beating members of the New Day. So I'm calling it right now. It hasn't been officially announced, but with the events on Monday night with Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns and, you know, the car with Joe acting concerned for Roman and now what's going on now with the reveal that, you know, possibly Rowan and Daniel Bryan had some, something to do with the, the rigging falling on reins some way, somehow come SummerSlam. Cause they're not going to leave Roman off on the biggest pay-per-views of the year. We are going to get 
Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. It's going to happen, and I'm pretty sure it's going to happen at SummerSlam. Like I said, there's no reason that they're going to leave Roman off the show, and it's not just going to be Roman versus Rowan because that nobody wants to see that. And they're not going to leave Daniel Bryan off the show either with you know the, the role that he's been on. So that's... My unofficial prediction for SummerSlam with that, and actually official prediction for SummerSlam for that, come from myself. So that tag match between Joe and Roman versus Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. Um, disappointment of the night, there's no 24-7 title action. Um, there's no Fiend, no Finn Balor, no Fiend. You know, I was kind of disappointed with those, but overall it was a pretty solid show. Raw was pretty solid as well. Um, getting much better over the last couple weeks. Very entertaining much better than past shows so but uh, with that being said we're going to take a short break and then we're going to jump back into uh predictions for super card of honor or not super card of honor <laughs> summer super card and take over toronto and SummerSlam. so we'll get into those and also got a bit of figure news coming at you and then what's going on in north carolina wrestling for this month and of course got a couple questions q a questions this week so here we go. Be back in about 30 seconds. What's up, everyone? This is Chris the Heat Matthews, the host of the WrestleGeddon podcast. And I want to tell you about Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast, and they give you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. All right, and we are back. So let's jump into it. Uh, predictions for the wrestling events going on this weekend. Uh, we're going to break it down here. I'm going to start off with ROH's Summer Supercard, which has a lot of uh, pretty interesting matchups on here. Uh, we're going to break it down right here. We're going to start off at the top, uh, the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship, which is going to be defended in a ladder war um, between the Briscoes and the Gorillas of Destiny. Um, I'm going with the Briscoes on this. I see the Briscoes retaining... Uh, possibly maybe leading into another match with G.O.D., but I do see the Briscoes retaining their titles on this one. Um, Ring of Honor World Championship match between Matt Taven and Alex Shelley. Um, I see Alex Shelley, or, sorry, Matt Taven retaining on this one as well. Um, we have Roosh versus Dalton Castle in a no-DQ match. Uh, picking Castle on that one, um, just because I love Dalton, Dalton Castle. I think the dude is phenomenal. Um, Women of Honor World Championship match with Kelly Klein defending against Tasha Steeles. Um, Tasha is relatively new to the Ring of Honor scene, uh, so I'm going to go with uh, Kelly Klein retaining her title over that one. Uh, we got Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham taking on Lifeblood members Mark Haskins and Bandito. Um, going with Lifeblood on that one just because they've been on kind of a roll recently. Um, then we've got some AAA superstars um, with Caristico. Sabernero Jr. and Stucca Jr. versus Barbaro, Cavernario, Hachirio, and Tempolero. Um, I don't know these guys very well. I've never seen them wrestle. Um, I'm just going to go with it. Bar 
that I've never seen them wrestle before. And I know they are part of AAA, and like a lot of these guys are pretty fantastic talent to begin with. So, but uh, this should be a pretty good match. Nice six man tag match. Uh, then we got Villain Enterprises with uh, Brody King and PCO taking on the Kingdom um, with Vinny and TK O'Reilly. Uh, I see Villain Enterprises taking the win on this one. And of course, we've got the World Championship. World Television Championship being defended. Uh, Shane Taylor taking on Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. Uh, I see Shane Taylor retaining over that one. He's been on quite the roll uh, since picking up the uh, World Television title. This one I'm looking forward to. Takeovers are always amazing. And... Um, which is phenomenal shows to begin with. So we've got the NXT Championship being decided in a two out of three falls match. Um, first two falls, one is going to be a no DQ match. Second fall is going to be a straight wrestling match, which were decided by Gargano and Adam Cole. If it does come down to a third fall, uh, stipulation will be decided by NXT General Manager William Regal. So I'm picking Adam Cole to retaining the title on this one. Um, that's going to play into one of my other predictions here. Um, NXT Women's Championship match, Shayna Baszler versus Mia Yim. Um, I'm going with Yim on this one, uh, just because she seems to have had Baszler's number by taking out um, the other four, the other two of the horsewomen um, in recent weeks, and it just seems like she's gotten into Baszler's head. So, and Yim is no slouch; she's a fantastic talent, and I think it's high time that she gets featured on NXT quite on a regular basis with the NXT Women's Championship. So, um. Next matchup, we've got the triple threat match for the NXT North American Championship uh, with Velveteen Dream depending, defending against Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong. This match is probably going to end up being the show stealer of the night with the three people involved in this matchup. It's going to be, I'm expecting big things from this, so hopefully I don't get let down, but um. I'm going to pick the Dream to retain on this one just because he's been phenomenal with that North American Championship. But I can see Pete Dunne or Roddy both winning this. But I'm going with a safe bet on the Dream. But I won't be surprised if either one of the other two win. Um, NXT Championship match, you have the Street Profits versus Red Dragon, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly. Um, I'm picking Fish and O'Reilly in this match because I love Red Dragon and I freaking hate the Street Profits. So, yeah. Fish and O'Reilly, baby. Let's add two more titles to Undisputed Era. Then we get one step closer to being the year of gold for the Undisputed Era. So uh, Then we've got a grudge match between Candice LeRae um, versus Io Shirai. Um, with the role that Shirai has been on recently and her recent push, I'm going with Shirai picking up the win on this one. So, But TakeOver should be a phenomenal card. Um, all these matches look great on paper, and they should deliver on the show as well. Because honestly, have you seen a bad takeover? Because I haven't. Have you seen a bad match on a takeover? I haven't. I've seen some great matchups. I've seen some awesome matchups, but I've never seen a, seen a match on there that I said it was bad. There may be some dudes on there that I don't like, like the Street Profits, but they do deliver when it comes to um, putting on big time matches and just you know their in ring chemistry and their charisma. Um, but yeah, this should be a pretty solid show. Uh, SummerSlam. Let's get into predictions on that. Um, kickoff show, we've got the Cruiserweight Championship on the line as Drew Gulak defends against Oni Larkin. Um, this one's going to be a tough one for me. Um, I can see Drew retaining, but I would also love to see Oni with a title. 
But um, I'm going with a safe bet on this one. I'm going with Drew Gulak retaining the title over Oni Lorcan. Um, but it should be a great matchup to begin with. A lot of people sleep on the 205, but 205 it puts on like a lot of solid matchups. Um, we'll get into the main card here. We've got Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler. Um, honestly, I do not see this match lasting more than five minutes. If it does, I'm going to be super surprised. So really, if you need to take a bathroom break, I'd probably wait on this one because you'll probably end up missing it while you're pissing. Um, <laughs> Trish Stratus versus Charlotte Flair. Like I said earlier um, in the new segment, in the Raw recaps, Raw and SmackDown recaps, um, this should be a great matchup. Charlotte, we know, can deliver on the, on the big stages and even on, on the smaller stages. Uh, Trish can still go. She looks like she's in phenomenal shape. And either way, it's going to be a great matchup. And I'm excited for this one. I uh, love Trish Stratus. I enjoy Charlotte Flair's in-ring work. And like I said, it's going to be a great matchup. Um, we got AJ Styles versus Ricochet for the United States Championship. Uh, I'm going with AJ Styles on this one. I see him retaining over Ricochet uh, just because of the role and the push that he's been on recently uh, with the U.S. title and with... Um, Gallows and Anderson holding the tag team titles. I just don't see them dropping them uh, this soon. Uh, Finn Balor versus The Fiend. Bray Wyatt. I'm going with Wyatt on this one because it doesn't make any sense for Wyatt to lose this matchup with its, his re-debut um, as this new character. And with the recent talk of Balor wanting to take some time off, now would be the perfect time to do it and boost Bray up um, onto that next next level. Um, we got Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. If Owens loses, his career is over. I'm going with Owens on this one because there ain't no way in hell that Owens is going to lose this match and he is not going to be on our TV every week. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship between Bailey and Ember Moon. I am really, really hoping that Ember picks up a win on this one. I don't care how she picks up the win. If it's an interference by Sasha costing Bailey the title, I don't care. I want Ember Moon as my SmackDown Women's Champion because Ember Moon is probably one of the best damn wrestlers on that brand right now. Um, and it's going to be a great matchup. This one is probably going to be the sleeper match of the night. Um, as we know, Bailey can deliver. She has before on these on these bigger stages um, with her Iron, Iron Woman match with Sasha. You know, the matches she's had with Charlotte. It's going to be a great matchup. And this is probably the one I'm most looking forward to out of the entire, on the entire card. Uh, we got WWE Championship with Kofi Kingston defending against Randy Orton. Um, if anybody's going to take the title off of Kingston and not have any backlash for it, I'm sure Orton is going to be the one to do it. But I don't see him doing it tonight. Um, as far as SummerSlam goes, I see Kofi retaining the title for that one. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Natty with the Raw, Raw Women's Championship on the line in a submission match. Um, honestly, I see Natty tap into the disarmor. Uh, as much as I love Natty, um, I love Becky Lynch too, and I think it's going to be a pretty solid solid matchup, a good technical matchup back and forth. Um, I do see Becky retaining on that one. Um, we got Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. I'm going with Rollins on this one just because the amount of beatdowns that he's gotten the last couple weeks. Um, they're really making him look like the underdog on this, but I really do see Rollins uh, retaining the title for that. So, yeah, so there it is, my SummerSlam predictions, my ROH Summer Supercard predictions, and my NXT TakeOver Toronto predictions. All in all, it's going to be an amazing weekend for wrestling with these three shows. Really shouldn't be anything anyone's complaining about on any of these. Um, these matches look phenomenal. They look like they're going to be fun. 
um, with the exception of maybe a couple. I'm not sure about Goldberg versus Ziggler. That might kind of be a hit or miss, depending on how long it goes. I mean, if it's a quick matchup, I'm sure the crowd's going to pop if Goldberg just, you know, destroys Ziggler like he did the first time he stepped into the ring with uh, um, Lesnar when he came back, you know, hitting the spear, then the jackhammer, and then being over in under three seconds. But if they if they allow Ziggler to get some moves in instead of Goldberg just squatching, squatching him, I think it'd be a pretty solid matchup. But, yeah. So there is that. Um, we're going to take a quick break again. Then we're going to come back in. I got some figure news, um, some Q&A, and some local um, NC wrestling stuff going on. So stay tuned. We'll be back in about 30 seconds. All right, y'all, and we are back. So let's break it down here. I got some quick figure news. Not a whole lot going on. Um, we are in like the, the post, really hitting the post San Diego Comic-Con. Um, drought right now as far as figure news goes but um Mattel has released some in package and some mock images and out of package images for the Ghostbusters WWE figures which will be a Walmart exclusive later this year the packaging on these looks phenomenal it's kind of it kind of looks like the um the Ghostbusters figures that came out in 2016 when the latest movie had come out um it's got the it's of course looks like your standard elite packaging, but it's got like slime drips on it, which looks really cool. Um, I know a lot of people aren't really excited for these, but I am because I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. I'm a huge wrestling fan, and this type of crossover thing is pretty awesome. So I'm really looking forward to those, and really excited to see those um, hit the store shelves as well. The only thing I'm not excited about is them being a Walmart exclusive. Can't find crap at Walmart. Like I've said before, I'm still looking for for Sensational Sherry to go with my Macho King. And it's getting very, very frustrating. So, yeah. Hate figure hunting at Walmart. Terrible. Like a damn garage sale when I walk in there. But, yeah. um, Enough of my gripes on that. Uh, Let's get into um, what's going on in North Carolina uh, for wrestling. Um, Your NC wrestling scene. Uh, coming up on August 8th, we've got the All Ages Micro Wrestling in uh, Franklin, North Carolina. You've got um, August 9th, Future Stars of AML in Winston-Salem. August 10th, you got Live Championship Wrestling in Selma. Um, 8.15 to 8.17 in Charlotte, there is a convention called The Gathering. Uh, found out a little bit more about this. Um, it's going to have appearances by Scarlet Bordeaux, Bruce Barber Beefcake, and The Boogeyman. So kind of kind of cool to see this. The crappy thing is, I have to work that weekend, um, and I can't get the day off. I have a three-pack, a Jack's Classic Superstars three-pack of Hulk Hogan, Jimmy Hart, and Barbara Barber Beefcake. Yes, I have two out of three signatures on this one. The only one I'm missing is Barbara Barber Beefcake. And I cannot get out of work to get down to Charlotte to get Beefcake signature on this and complete my signature collection on this three-pack. Man. Sucks. Having to do adult things. So, um, yeah, but that's going on 8.15, 8.17. It's called The Gathering. Again, you got appearances by Scarlet Bordeaux, Scarlet Bordeaux Brutus Barber, Beefcake, and The Boogeyman. Um, 8.16, you got Alternative Championship entertainment uh i forgot to put down what city that's from so uh yeah that's somewhere around here um you can look it up you can google alternative championship entertainment and it'll come up um we got tickets on sale now for nine seven for uh, big time wrestling in raleigh they're um advertising appearances from kane 
Uh, Kurt Angle, Arn Anderson, and Tennille Dashwood, formerly known as Emma. Um, we've also got tickets on sale for September 15th, WWE Clash of Champions event in Charlotte. And an event that I am looking forward to, September 21st, tickets are on sale now uh, for Masters of the Ring Entertainment. Um, we do have some news coming out of that, though. Um, Al Snow is no longer able to appear due to commitments for OVW. Um, but however, he is being replaced with your Impact Heavyweight Champion, the Machine, Brian Cage. Super excited about that. Um, big fan of Cage and have been since I've seen him in um, Lucha Underground. Yeah, well, since I saw him on Lucha Underground. Just an amazing talent and super stoked that he's going to be at this event. Um, also on this event advertises Victoria, a.k.a. Um, sorry, Lisa Marie Varon, a.k.a. Victoria, taking on Molina for the Masters of the Ring Entertainment Women's title for the inaugural championship. Um, you've got Sean Spears taking on Billy Gunn. Also advertised for the event is going to be Franchise and Francine. TJP, Chavo Guerrero, Eli Drake, the Cowboy James Storm, Stevie Richards. All of this is for a great cause. Um, benefits, uh, the Fishing with Special Friends Foundation, um, so get your tickets now. You can find them on Masters of the Ring Entertainment. Um, just Google that, or you can find them on Facebook. Get you the direct link there for ticket pricing as well. So this is a great show. I'm really looking forward to going to this. Um, this is going to be in Wilmington, so it's going to be a fun night, fun night of wrestling. Um, there's also a meet and greet bef- before the show. Um, so come out and meet all your favorite superstars that will be on that show as well. So it should be pretty awesome. All right, so that is going to run down your news, figure news, a little bit we had, um, what's going on in North Carolina. Now let's hit you up with the Q&A. I got a couple questions from my man Carl uh, coming in. Uh, one of them is a kind of a harder question. Uh, I'm going to answer that one second. Um, but the first question I've got is uh, Carl wants to know what past SummerSlam, SummerSlam match has been my favorite um, it's kind of tough because there's been a few of them. Um, like SummerSlam 04, like I'm a huge Matt Hardy fan. And with that whole thing going on between Edge, Matt Hardy, and Lita, like I really enjoyed the cage match that the two of them had. Um, well, probably my absolute favorite is going to be the uh, ladder match between Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon for the Intercontinental title. Um, you know, that was when uh, Razor had the, the fake belt. history um not only being the first ladder match um to air on wwe broadcast but you know one of one of the ones that really set the tone for future ladder matches to come um so yeah so that was a good question uh, it's it's really hard to pick a favorite match especially from a from a favorite from like a bigger event because most of them are really solid matchups um but the next question um carl says i've always considered SummerSlam. Uh, WWE's second biggest pay-per-view. Uh, with that being said, with AEW's pay-per-view at the end of the month, uh, the question is, does AEW, does WWE have any pressure to have a better show than the little guys and vice versa? Does AEW have to top SummerSlam? Now, this is where it's going to get a little harder because um, in some aspects, I think, Vince views AEW as competition, but also views them as not competition, especially when it comes to the events. 
I think he sees a Morris competition when it comes to the talent pool, uh, which is why we see Vince trying to lock in as many talent as many talents as he can. Um, especially when you had the rumors Gallows and Anderson wanting to leave, and then all of a sudden they signed some major contracts and um, are sticking around for a little while longer, um, which is why they snagged up Bischoff and uh, Paul Heyman, locked them into contracts as well for the creative team. Um, but I think others like Triple H may see the talent that AEW has on their roster and the shows that they put out which is why we've gotten a little bit better quality pay-per-views over the last couple months uh, from WWE on their main card. Um, but I think they, I think there is a little pressure there for WWE to, to put on a better show because I, I think they don't want to lose you know their built-in fan base with the hardcore fans, um, switching over to just primarily watching AEW, which I don't think is going to be a huge factor because most of us as hardcore fans watch anything wrestling. Um, even the ones that piss and moan that WWE sucks or an AEW is better, or AEW sucks, WWE is better. At the end of the day, these guys are still watching wrestling or they're still keeping up with what's going on on both brands, regardless of their, their feelings for it. Um, does AEW have to top SummerSlam? I don't think they have to top SummerSlam. Um, will they put out a better product? Possibly. Um, it depends on you know what other matches they have on there. If the events are anything like the last two pay-per-views that we've seen from them, um, I'm sure it's going to be a pretty solid, pretty solid night of wrestling and very entertaining night of wrestling as well. Um, but will it reach the caliber of something of like one of WWE's big four pay-per-views? I doubt it. Um, as far as like overall entertainment aspect of it, no. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to top SummerSlam. I don't. I think they feel that they may have to do like something on par with SummerSlam, which is why they're they're crowning their first champion with um, between Hangman Page and Chris Jericho as something to draw more eyes onto the event. Um, and in all honesty, that's the only title that's being decided on this event. Your women's title is being decided on the first TV taping. Uh, the TV tapings are going to have a series of tournaments for the tag team titles. So, like their biggest draw right now, outside of uh, Moxley and Omega, is the hangman Adam Page versus Chris Jericho for the for the world title. But um whether or not they feel they can top SummerSlam with the the match card that they've got out now, I I don't know. But I kind of feel that maybe they do feel like they have to at least try to top SummerSlam or be on par with it. But like I said, it's it's gonna be one of those harder things to do because you're looking at one of WWE's big four pay per views. Now if it was something like a crap pay per view like Fastlane or great balls of fire or something like that where it's just like a bunch of like bullshit matches nobody cares about or you know the super show you know anything like that it's um i think aew would be able to top those events with no problem but you know wwe does pull out the stops for for their big four pay-per-views but uh, i hope that answers your questions and i'll catch you guys next week we actually do have a special episode that you'll probably is going to drop on monday um we will have a full SummerSlam recap um, which we will be doing live during SummerSlam. um i will have a couple special guests with me hopefully and we're going to run through the show give you our thoughts as we're watching it so it's going to be pretty cool i'm going to have a lot of editing to do but um it should be pretty fun and i'm really looking forward to it so look for that episode to drop on monday 
probably Monday afternoon. And that's going to be a quick little bonus episode. Uh, then, of course, episode seven will drop the following Friday. So, hope to see you guys, hear you guys then. I hear you guys like I'm, you guys are actually talking back to me. So, <laughs> so look forward to chatting some wrestling then as well. So, as always, if you guys are listening to listening to this on any podcast app, be sure to subscribe. Um, leave me a five star review on iTunes. Like, share, repost, comment, anything, just to get this podcast spreading. Like I said, I really love doing this. It's a lot of fun for me to sit here and just kind of BS. Even though I'm just talking into a microphone, talking to myself, staring at a screen, um, going over my notes and stuff, it's still kind of fun just to get my opinion out there and um, see that others, you know, kind of share that same opinion too, or you know, don't share the same opinion. Like it's cool. We all got opinions on wrestling, and it's fun. That's why it makes. That's why it's such great entertainment. And it's such a great community to be a part of. So, I'll catch you guys next week. Enjoy your wrestling-filled weekend. And I'll chat with y'all soon. Later.